Hello guys, it is August 21st. Today on the podcast, Monica Acquaintance joins me to discuss Cadena. Monica has quite a background. She's worked at Rent the Runway, Cushman and Wakefield, and as a quantitative analyst at the SEC. She is currently the head of research and networks at Cadena, an exciting project that we are going to dive into in this podcast. And Cadena is also launching a lot of exciting things early this fall, so definitely stay tuned. As always, don't forget to subscribe if you have not already and share this episode with somebody that you think would like to learn more about Cadena or blockchain in general. It's a great episode. Enjoy. This is the Blockhash Podcast. Hi, Monica. How you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about your background and how your career led you into blockchain. Sure. Well, I'm sure that everybody has their own crypto origin story. It's like your superhero origin story, but it's how you ended up in crypto. And uh, mine is sort of a roundabout story. I was originally supposed to be an opera singer and I dropped out and studied math instead. Mm -hmm. And then like most math people who end up in the city not knowing what they're going to do, I ended up in finance. So I was an investment banker for a few years. And then I, I transitioned into becoming a systems engineer. And so I was working for a a fashion tech startup. And then I got a call from my friend, Will, who said, I'm working at the SEC and uh, we're doing some really interesting software. Do you want to come? And I said, okay, that sounds cool. So I worked at the SEC for three months with Will. And then they, because of trials and tribulations in the government, they, they basically restructured our group. I left and I went to rent the runway and became a systems engineer there. And Will went to JP Morgan in their research group, which eventually became the blockchain research group. And then three years later, he called me and said, what are you doing? I'm leaving and we're starting a blockchain. Do you want to come? And I said, well, I don't, I've never made a blockchain before, but sure, let's do it. So ever since then, it's been uh, it's been a wild ride trying to, but fortunately, distributed database design and the kind of database administration that I was doing at Rent the Runway actually translates very well to blockchain because you're just basically working on a new type of distributed data store. And so a background in finance and a background in uh, distributed databases has actually served me fairly well in, in blockchain land. Yeah, that sounds like a crazy time moving back and forth between all that stuff, especially not necessarily planning on going to finance and then bouncing around from the SEC to rent the runway and um, and then Cadena. Um, so what is Rent the Runway exactly? Oh, so Rent the Runway is a fashion rental company. And this is a women can rent clothing and that ships to them. You wear it and then you return it, it gets dry cleaned and turned back around. So Rent the Runway actually has the largest dry cleaning facility in North America. And the logistics business is huge. It's crazy the amount of data that they have to track in order to move garments through the warehouse, which is almost entirely automated. And it has these amazing tracks that like shuttle things on hangers around. It's, it's basically the future. And working there was awesome. But, you know, we went from, hey, we just cobbled this data system together as we were growing to, oh, God, we need to scale. And how do we mm-hmm. go from 
you know, we just have a couple servers to a cloud scalable type of a distributed storage system. And so that was, it was trial by fire, but, but really fun. So was it mostly like supply chain management? It's some supply chain management. And then it's also knowing, so they book dresses like you book airline seats. You can reserve reservations in the future. So that reservation calendaring system is a whole, has its own optimization problem. And then figuring out what assets we think are going to be available when based on prediction curves is a whole other side. And then the customer side is figuring out who likes what based upon what they've liked in the past. And if your customer profile is similar to this other person, you can recommend them things that somebody else likes. How do you group those things? Search engine optimization, all that stuff. So there's, there was a lot. There was a lot to learn. It was really fun. Oh, yeah, it definitely sounds fun. Sounds really interesting. I'll have to look into it more as well. And you talked about the SEC a little bit in your um, your short stint there as well. What was that experience like? Really, really fascinating. I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't think that I was a good fit for their group, <laughs> uh-huh. but the people there in that particular group were totally, were absolutely brilliant. Basically, there's a think tank inside of the SEC where they have people working on experimental software where they try to detect fraud, Mm -hmm. like trying to get ahead of high frequency trading fraud. You can load a blotter, like a trade blotter that somebody has requested from a, from a bank and run it through and try to recognize patterns where like, Oh, it actually looks like they're selling back to themselves in order to push up the price, which is called painting the tape or any of these other, like, oh, we somebody here has managed to sell something off right before a big price drop. drop. This must be insider trading and trying to catch those patterns ahead of time. But when there's such a volume of data, how do you do that? Trying to make software for that to make it easier for examiners to be able to find fraud. I, I, was, I joined at a, a time of transition where the group was moving from working on mm-hmm. one project to another. And they actually moved my contract out from under me. So by the time I started, they didn't really have anything for me to work on. And I was like, this is cool. I'm going to leave. But it was very interesting to see a little bit more about how things work on the inside. And Will, who's the Kadena co-founder, he worked there for a year and a half. And so he knows lots more about how they're trying to fight the good fight from the inside. Absolutely. That's, that's really fascinating. Um, were they looking at trading for crypto as well, or was it mostly just focused on high frequency trading and uh, the stock market and whatnot? So this was still pre the crypto boom. Ah, okay, gotcha. And but Will was on; he was actually the tech lead for the cryptocurrency committee in the SEC because they were looking for somebody who could provide technical guidance about cryptocurrencies, but who didn't own any crypto and wouldn't be conflicted. Mm -hmm. And so Will happened to fit that bill. He didn't own any Bitcoin or anything. And he knew how cryptocurrencies worked from a technical perspective. So he ended up actually being on that committee, which he has some interesting stories about that stuff, which you can ask him about some other time. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to talk to him about that sometime. Sounds like a really interesting store that you could talk about and everything that they're doing. Let's go ahead and move on to Kadena and talk about um, what you guys are doing there. So what is Kadena exactly? The the story behind Kadena is that right now there's the strong promise of what you can do with blockchain, 
but the blockchain that we have available right now doesn't deliver. When you think about in the dreams of when everyone says, oh, you know, blockchain is going to be instrumental for personal data privacy management or being able to share information in a safe and secure way to trusted parties or being able to track transactions forever with automated key signing and all of these things, they're not yet possible with the blockchains that we have today because they just don't work. And so the whole thought behind Kadena is a smart contract platform that is super simple and easy to use that will actually scale, that will just do the things that you need to get done from a business perspective. Blockchain should be just as easy to use as spinning up a MySQL database and just click and go. And that's the, the promise behind Kadena is that we will be a one-stop platform like AWS for blockchain, where whatever you need to do, whether it's a private blockchain, whether you want to launch something on a public blockchain, whether you want to do both, you want to make an app, you want to make a smart contract, all those things should be super easy. They should be just a couple steps away from basically one-click deployment. So that's that's where we're headed. And right now we've got our private blockchain has been up for three years. Our smart contract language has been out for three years. And our public blockchain is launching in October. So in October, we'll finally have all the pieces of our completely holistic stack. Very cool. Yeah, there, there are a lot of projects out there. Uh, a lot of blockchain projects that are definitely having some issues with scaling and TPS um, and being able to handle that kind of a load on their on their network. And I noticed that with Kadena, they take you guys take a very interesting approach. You have something called ChainWeb. Can you explain what ChainWeb is? And you can get technical if you want to. Sure. So ChainWeb is the protocol design for our public network. And the idea behind ChainWeb is that we like the features of Bitcoin that are proof of work in that anybody anywhere can solve this math problem, that it can be fully distributed and completely trustless. And there's none of this, you know, money aggregates to the stakers and then stakers can preferentially block other people from the network or money getting congregated into the hands of the oligarchy and all of these other things about staking that are like, we haven't really figured them out yet. Proof of work is tried and tested. And we know that 11 years later, Bitcoin is still going. And so we've taken the idea that we like the security of proof of work and we've turned it into a scalable variant. So you can have many proof of work chains that are all pushing transactions all at the same time but they connect to each other, they reference each other. So you can have a shared sense of ledger. You can have multiple ledgers that all interact with each other that all share the same currency. Okay, gotcha. So I know that Ethereum, they're, they're trying, or at least they were looking at sharding as an option to, I believe, partition their blockchain to make it easier to scale. That's a layer two solution. Chain web, is that a layer? That's a one solution, correct? Are, are we starting incrementing at zero or one? Uh, I guess zero. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, whatever the bottom is, we're at the bottom, whether that's zero or one. We're, so you can imagine that there are, so Bitcoin, for example, 
has a block and each block has a reference to the previous block. And then you have this single chain going forward forever. If you had two chains, then in chain webland, you each block would reference not only its previous block, but its peer chains previous block. And by reference, I mean store the hash of the previous block. So each of these chains could add transactions at the same time and move forward at the same time. So twice as many transactions, but you only need exactly as much half hash power to run them both as you would to run one of them. And you still get the same amount of security because they're referencing each other. So the great thing about ChainWeb is you can scale it out to many more chains, but you don't need to add more hash power. So you get many, many, many more transactions all processed at the same time, but you don't have to increase the number of miners on the network. Okay, gotcha. Is this proof of work network built on Kadena, is that something that something I would be able to mine, for example, like I like I have ASICs running right now for Bitcoin, would I be able to run software on one of my systems to mine Kadena? Absolutely. And you should actually just submit our form for our miner applications. And we're going to have miners for our testnet V3, which is coming in August. We are having multiple versions of our testnet. We launched testnet V0 in March. And then V1 came out last month. And we're adding incremental improvements to our software as with each version. And we're going to have miners in one of our beta testnets coming up real soon. Okay, cool. I, I had no idea, actually. So is the minor application on your website or is it a different place that I can submit something? Um, I think it's in our Discord, which if you go to our website, the Discord link pops up. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll check that out for sure. That sounds interesting. I've been mining for quite a while. Um, understand the space pretty well and how the hash rates work and how they fluctuate. Yeah, the, the interesting thing about mining Kadena is that because there are multiple chains, there our mining client will actually come with its own load balancer so that as a miner, you'll get redirected to whichever chain has the most hash power at any given moment. You can It basically rebalances your hash power optimistically among all of the chains in the network. Okay. So how, how many chains are, are there potentially that there could be on Kadena? We, right now our testnet has 10. We are going to launch, we will probably not launch with 100. It will be smaller than that. We haven't picked our number, but it may be somewhere like 20. But as the demand for the network grows and we have more and more transactions, we can fork the ledger to, we can fork the network to larger configurations. So more chains over time as more people have demand. The reason we don't start off with a huge number is because it raises the bandwidth requirements, having that many uh, nodes that you need to replicate. So no need mm -hmm. to start out big when it's not necessary. But eventually we think we'll get to a, a fairly large size, say, who knows, five years from now, maybe we'll be at a thousand, maybe more than that. What, what are the max amount of chains that Kadena would support, or is it not a known number yet? It's not a known number because you start to be constricted by real world constraints like bandwidth and the fiber optic cables of the internet. And mm -hmm. because in, in theory, you could run 10,000 chains, but will we ever get to a point where we need a network that large? Who knows? Okay, gotcha. 
So when you're running these different chains, are they sharing a similar ledger or how do they work together? So these miners are obviously on different chains for a reason, but are they sharing the same ledger when you, when, uh, if someone wanted to build a dApp on Kadena, is it going to share transactions on just one chain? Is it going to be between all those chains? Um, how does that work mm-hmm. exactly? Well, underneath each chain maintains its own individual accounts based ledger. So if you wanted to, you could have an account on multiple chains and you could transfer coins to yourself on different chains. But from a user's perspective, we expect to abstract a lot of that away, that it won't matter if you're sending coins to somebody and they happen to be on their account happens to be on a different cadena chain. It'll just know under the hood, like I'm sending coins to my friend Jane and Jane is, this is her address underneath. It'll say, Oh, that address is on chain C. Like you have to do a, a reference transaction. You have to do a simple payment verification in order to make that happen. It'll just do it underneath because from a user's perspective, that's not, that's not necessary. Miners mine all of the chains because it's opportunistic for them to do so. Why would you give up a potential block reward on chain C if you're only mining on chain A? You should be splitting your hash power evenly over the whole network. And the mining client that we're writing is going to be designed to effectively do that, spread hash power as much as possible so that the network stays balanced. Okay, got it. Makes sense. I I know that Ethereum obviously has a large market share of the DAP market, like 59% or more, and then 78% or more of the smart contract market. And Ethereum's blockchain, a lot of the DAPs are focused around gaming, they're focused around collectibles, different types of metaverse builds like crypto voxels and Decentraland. And then the other competing blockchains currently like Tron and EOS have a lot of DAPs that are focused around uh, gambling, for example. What kind of ecosystem does Kadena want to attract? What kind of dApps do they want built on their platform? This is an interesting question. I like it a lot because we have a sort of non-traditional answer from a from a traditional from a from a crypto perspective. We actually are more interested in business and enterprise applications the kind that we think belong on a hybrid ecosystem. When I say hybrid, I mean both private and public blockchain melded together into one app. So we have an insurance company client and we have a client that they're called UFCF. UFCF made the original oil ETFs in the 2000s and they want to do a new kind of tradable asset on the blockchain. We have a supply chain client. We have a client that is working on a patient data project where you could keep track of your own patient data on the private blockchain, and then you can share it with specific people if you think that they have the right to see your information. We're working with a client that's doing uh, loan origination where you can own your own consumer data. There's There's a lot of real business applications out there that straddle this divide of we want to share the information on a public network 
or we want to be able to trade something of value on the public network, but we don't want all of our data and all of our application to be fully distributed. This world of, of hybrid applications, I think, is where the real future is going to be. Gotcha. So both permissionless and permissionable is what you guys are kind of seeking out so that you can do stuff on the business side as well, right? Yeah. And I, I think that a lot of businesses see that there's potential in blockchain, but they're afraid of the kind of security issues that right now you see on other smart contract platforms. You, you know, Ethereum has had its own series of growing pains moving through different, like the parity wallet bug and the DAO hack and all of these issues that are center around smart contracts not performing as intended. And if you could have smart, you know that your smart contract is going to do what you want it to do, and it's not going to be able to be hacked, then you would trust it a lot more for real business. But for as long as cryptocurrency is money and you have to write code in order to create cryptocurrency, then you're going to have this problem. If you can't trust your code, then nobody's going to want to use it. So that's, that's our whole thesis behind Kadena is that you should be able to trust the smart contracts that you write, do what you intend them to do. Absolutely. And that makes sense as well. Is Kadena, in terms of the businesses that Kadena wants to attract, are those mostly like big Fortune 500 companies or are they small businesses like a mom and pop coffee shop? We, it's interesting. Our customer base is pretty split between large Fortune 500 type companies that want to differentiate themselves from their competitors and what I like to call challenger businesses, which are startups that are looking to disrupt a large industry. So for example, our insurance company is from the first camp. They're an extremely large insurance company and they do all kinds of volume of business, but they're looking to stand out in a, in a competitive industry. And then our healthcare company, client, they are a small startup and they recently got a government grant to try to disrupt the healthcare industry. So really we, we run both ways. We're happy to help big companies or small. We're, we're a flexible platform and we work for both. Very cool. That's awesome. Um, does, is Kadena going to have its own native token? Yes, we are. And uh, no, we haven't decided on a name. <laughs> <laughs> this is a strong point of contention as n naming can be a very emotional thing, but yes, we oh, have our own native sure. token and we, we did do a SAFT last year in order to raise money, but we are planning on launching in October and there's going to be some sort of access to the public event at that time. Stay tuned. Very cool. Do you, is there any, I don't know if that's public or not, but is there for the native token that Kadena will launch, is there a certain supply, a certain supply number that you guys want to put out? Is it going to be high? Is it going to be low? Or is, or is that public or not yet? So in terms of how the Kadena economy works, we like Bitcoin are a fixed supply that takes a very, very long time to mine out. Our time horizon is 120 years for a full mine out. And in the first year, there are about 25 million tokens that get mined out. And then every year it's successively smaller in, in the, the exponential decay function type of a mine out. And let's see, I think that's, I think that's the most pertinent information. <laughs> okay, no worries. 
but yeah, um, those are all the main questions that I had. Um, but before we wrap up, are there any important roadmap updates regarding Cadena that the audience should be aware of? Obviously, mainnet is coming in October. Um, details are yet to be announced for the native token and stuff like that. But are, are there anything on the roadmap that you want the listeners to take away or to be aware of? Definitely want people that are interested in learning more about mining to stop by our discord and jump onto that mining survey because we're going to be looking for miners soon. We have some exciting client announcements coming out in the next couple months where we're hopefully going to be making more and more noise about all the things that we've been working on, including our mining client and what we're going to call the token and what we're going to use as our hash function and all of these things over the next three months in a steady drumbeat until we end up with mainnet launch. So you'll be hearing a lot more from us in the future. Do you know what algorithm that you guys plan on using uh, for the mining? I do know, but I'm not going to tell you because we're going to okay. announce it. <laughs> and okay, our head of marketing sure. <laughs> would be very unhappy if I scooped by telling you now. Oh, no worries. I'll wait. I was just very curious. Um, and yeah, I'll definitely submit a form as well for the mining. That definitely sounds interesting. Uh, something I definitely like to jump into as well. Great. But anyways, Monica, thank you for taking the time to come on the podcast and share your insight on Cadena. And I'm sure you're very busy as well and really appreciate it. And obviously hope to have you back on in the future as well, because I'm sure that Cadena is going to be doing all kinds of cool stuff. Um, but yeah, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It was really, really nice to chat. And yeah, we'll have lots to talk about in, in the coming future. Absolutely. Uh, take care. Have a great week. Thanks. Bye.